Welcome to episode 207 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. Hello, hello. Today we're going to talk about hiring, uh, growing your team. I know that's something that a lot of people want to do uh, or are afraid to do or wonder when the time is. Uh, and, and I think a lot of the lessons we learn around hiring happen after we hire someone. Uh, so today I want to talk about a few things that you need to consider you need to consider before you hire someone because that really is the time to think about it. Uh, before we jump in though, I do want to let you know uh, recently I talked a lot about learning and I, I, I've mentioned a little bit about um, that I invested in a webinar program to really learn how to take my webinars to the next level. Uh, and I have been doing webinars for years, uh, but but uh, I've had some success with them, but I knew when I moved to the business model we're in now, which is with Hit The Mic Backstage and the programs really being the focus, that upping my webinar game needed to happen ASAP. So uh, I saw a person I've looked up to for a long time, Amy Porterfield, doing a webinar called uh, The Secrets to Your Five Figure Webinar or something like that. And uh, on the webinar, she talked about a program that called, called Webinars Convert. Uh, and I not only learned massive things from the webinar, but decided to invest in the program and have learned massive stuff there. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I am not an affiliate for very many programs. In fact, there's two, maybe three programs that I'm an affiliate for. Uh, and every, every, every tool or resource or program that I'm an affiliate for, uh, is something I've used and I've tried and I is completely trusted by me. So I did opt into being a part of uh, helping more people hear about this webinar program. Uh, and on November 4th, Amy is going to be doing that webinar again. And it's absolutely, absolutely critical that you take the time to, to attend this webinar if you have any, any interest in seeing real success from your webinars. If you're looking at launches for early next year, uh, or maybe late this year, or if you're looking at, at at all onboarding clients through webinars, it is worth, if nothing else, attending this webinar. So it's a live masterclass. It's called How to Create Your First Five-Figure Webinar, even if you don't have a list. Uh, and it's really, really powerful, free content, super actionable from Amy. As I said, some of the stuff I, impl so I had a webinar on the books when I attended this webinar before I bought the program. And so the first webinar I did after I bought the program, I really just implemented the stuff I had learned in the call. A couple of things in the program, but mostly it was the stuff I learned on the call. And it was my best webinar to date. I had the most signups, I had uh, great uh, conversions, my percentage was on, on point as far as conversions. Uh, my next webinar, I got to implement more of the program and did even better. Um, and then we've got a, another webinar coming up at the time of this recording, it will have happened the day before this went live. But uh, so I'm, I'm implementing more and more of these things through each of these webinars. Uh, and it's really, really changed how well uh, the, the webinars convert and how much value the attendees get from it. So I really encourage you to check out this webinar. Again, it's called how to create your first five figure webinar, even if you don't have a list. It's a great masterclass and it really is a masterclass. She is going to be showing you and teaching you actionable stuff. So if you want to check this out, 
go to thestacyharris.com slash episode 207, and there is a link in there to go uh, get all signed up for the webinar. She's doing it on two different times on November 4th, so you have the opportunity to, to see it live. Uh, it's a hands down a game changer for you, so check it out for sure. Uh, so you know that it's an affiliate link. If you go on to buy webinars that convert the program she's going to pitch, uh, I will get some money. It no way increases your price. It has zero impact on you. And again, I only do this for programs I really, really love. In fact, there's a very small amount of programs I recommend, and this is one that is at the top of my list. FYI, before I signed up for the webinar and before I signed up for the program, I was like, well, I've been doing webinars for a while and I do have a list, so is this gonna be too beginner for me? And it's absolutely not. So that's something I do want you to consider. Uh, it is absolutely uh, still powerful and still relevant if you've been doing this for a while. Like I said, I have been doing webinars for years. I have probably done 100 plus webinars over the course of my, my time. They've all had varying degrees of success. I've launched programs with webinars. I've, I've gotten sales from webinars. I've grown my list almost completely through webinars. Um, a huge part of my list comes from webinars. Um, but this has really up-leveled everything I knew. So I'm gonna stop rambling on about this, but I get really excited. So check it out. Again, thestacyharris.com slash episode 207. You'll find the link to sign up for her webinar. Uh, Amy's such a great resource. So check that out, okay? All right, so let us get in and let's talk about hiring now because this can be one of those things where you put up a lot of mental blocks about I need to be at X, I need to be at Y, I need to be at Z. Uh, and then you you move it, you move the goalpost. And, and what I really want to encourage you to do is even if you don't think you're going to hire somebody tomorrow, start considering these things. Start considering what what we're going to talk about today so that you can really make sure that you have built your foundation in a way that allows you to onboard people very easily uh, on the flip side of that if you are looking to start doing this tomorrow consider these things as you move forward so that you can make sure that you have the best the best process possible you can you can onboard them with ease uh, and that you can really make sure that you make an ideal situation not just for your your va or your new team member, whoever that may be, but for you. Because remember, you're hiring to make your life easier, not more difficult, <laughs> okay? So the three things you must know before hiring your first team member, number one, before you ever get on the phone with anybody, before you send an RFP anywhere, before you do any of that stuff, before you put a Facebook message out, before you touch base with a friend, I want you to get really clear on what you want. So what do you want this person to do? Do you need help with your email? Do you need help with your social media? Do you need help with some graphics, web design? List out all the things you would like them to do. This is powerful for a couple of reasons. One, when you submit an RFP, when you start talking to your network about hiring somebody, when you start interviewing potential team members, you need to be very clear on what it is you're looking for them to do. You can't be upset that they don't have skills that you didn't ask for. Um, so be really clear on what you need. And be aware that it may end up being more than one person. You know, I did this once upon a time and I realized that it was like three people that I really needed. Like I needed somebody to handle the bookkeeping. I needed somebody to handle uh, client management stuff. I needed somebody to handle 
customer service emails. Uh, and in some cases, that can be one person. It, it's kind of turned into one person now that Charles is with me full time. Uh, but that's not the situation maybe you're looking for. You're not looking for one full time person. Uh, instead, you want to hire people who are really in their sweet spot uh, and really going to be able to do what they need to do to get you the results you want to get. But that's going to mean being super, super clear on what that is up front. Knowing, again, before you get on the phone with these people, before you reach out to your network, before you submit an RFP, that's when you need to know what it is you're looking for. So think of this like Santa wish list style. Write it all down. Imagine making your birthday list or whatever it is. Make a wish list of things that are taken off of your plate. List out all the things that not only maybe you don't enjoy doing, but are not in your zone of genius, if you will. There are a lot of things in my business that I totally don't mind doing, but they're a waste of my time because they take me way longer than they take somebody else who is a genius at it uh, and and the other person's gonna get better results. So even though they don't bother me, I don't need to be spending my time there because I need to be spending my time in my sweet spot. I need to be spending my time recording these podcasts for you, uh, building trainings, engaging with the membership, being on social. Those are the things for me that, that I need to be doing. Figure out what those things that you do need to be doing and figure out those things that you don't need to be doing and make those lists because that's the foundation of everything. That's the foundation of putting together a killer uh, list, you know, job listing. That's, that's, the foundation of building an RFP that actually gets quality responses. That is the the foundation of writing an email to your network that's going to get you quality referrals. It's having that clarity upfront over what it is you want and need, okay? Number two, protect your assets. Be aware as you're building things and as you're putting things in place, what you need to protect. So if you have somebody coming in to handle your social media and they're gonna handle your Google Plus page or your Google Plus presence, let's say that, I really encourage you to have a Google Plus page so that you can make them an admin. If you are running on a full-on profile, you have to give them access to your Google account. Now I want you to take a second and think about all of the things that your Google account logs you into. If they can log in with your Google your Google account password, they can log into a lot of things. And I'm not saying that everybody is out to screw you. I'm not saying that everybody is going to be up to no good, but you wanna make sure that your assets are protected, that your reputation, that your business, you know. For me, if I had to give somebody my Google password, it would log them into my drive, which is all of my client files, all of my content, all of my contracts, all of my everything, literally everything is in Google Drive. Granted, it's not the only place it is, but I'd really rather that not get screwed with. Uh, so make sure that you're protecting your assets at that sort of fundamental level of what passwords are they gonna get. If they're handling Facebook, they don't need your Facebook information. All they need is admin access to the page. Um, use tools like LastPass, LastPass is really powerful because you can give someone a password without giving them the actual password. Instead, they go in, they hit log in through LastPass and it logs them in. They don't actually get any passwords. Again, that is insanely powerful because you're protecting your passwords. Think about how unsecure you are because I know you're using that password for more than one thing. I know you are. We all have at least one thing that we're like, eh, this is okay. 
But if that's the password you have to give them, that becomes a problem. So make sure that you are protecting your assets. Now, also, and I'm not a lawyer, so talk to a lawyer about building this, but make sure you have employee contract, um, independent contractor contracts, whatever you want to talk, however you want to refer to them. Make sure that you've worked with someone to build those contracts so that you have something in place that protects you. I have found most reputable contractors have a contract. Make sure before you sign that, you read it. You go through it. You don't have to sign just anything. If there is something in there that makes you uncomfortable, negotiate, talk to them. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, I honestly didn't know that was in there. That's totally fine. Or they'll say, oh, sure, you know, usually that's something I need in there, but that's fine. Here's a revised. Or they'll say, nope, that's a deal breaker for me. Sorry. And then you know before you've ever gotten into bed, bad metaphor, but you know what I'm saying. You know whether you get, before you get down the road, that you're not a fit, okay? It's, it's an important step to go through. So make sure you're protecting your assets, both with a password, confidentiality, knowing all the things place, and also in a contract CYA cover your ass kind of way, okay? So the third one we're gonna talk about. It's not always gonna look like you think it should look. So a lot of people have teams and a lot of our mentors have teams. And guess what? That doesn't mean that that's the setup that you have to have. Also, what it may look like from the outside may not be what's actually happening on the inside. So for me, I have one person on my team and that's Charles because he's full time with me and it's what works for us and he handles a lot of the things. We have other people that come in from time to time like accountants or uh, copywriters or I'll work with a branding person or we'll have some sort of one-off things where I'll hire someone for sure. But day to day, my team consists of Charles and I because Charles handles a lot of stuff. He runs basically the business and I I do stuff like this. That's how it looks for us. That may not be how it looks for you. For you, it may be you have a VA who does super, super simple admin stuff like managing your email and your calendar. You also have a uh, speaker's agent who books your speaking gigs and you have a bookkeeper and you have a graphic designer and you have a social media manager. Sometimes that looks like you have one VA that does all the things. It may not be the case. It may be that you hire a VA team who offers an abundant amount of services and they have different people on the inside of their company that help you with the different things. It may be that you don't really need a VA right now because you're like me and you don't really need someone to manage your email on a daily basis. Um, and so you go with a bookkeeper and that's who's on your team right now or a social media manager and that's who's on your team right now. Look at what your needs are. Don't focus so much on what it looks like for other people. Pay more attention to what it needs to look like for you to get the results you need, for you to be running the business the way you wanna be running it. That's what's most important, not what you think you should be doing. And that's why never once in this episode have I said, okay, so first you're gonna hire A, and then you're gonna hire B, and then you're gonna hire C, and then maybe if you can, you'll hire D, E, and F. No. You may need F first, you may need B last, you may never need A. That's totally, totally up to you. At some point, our team will grow because part of the benefit of having a team is people who can help you when you're out of your office. Quite often, when I'm out of the office, so is Charles. (laughs) So 
You have to look at what's going to work for you and realize that that may change over time. You may need A and B now, but in the future, you don't need A and B. You really need D and F or X and Y, whatever it is. Realize it can evolve. Realize it doesn't always have to look the way you think it should look. Find what works for you. I know I say that about a lot of things, but it really is true. So just to recap before I let you go, know what you want, build that wish list, protect your assets, not just from a contract place, but a brass tacks day-to-day stuff. Make sure you have those things in place. Uh, And then also it doesn't always look like you think it should look. It may be a lot of things. Now there's a billion other things I I could talk to you guys about, about hiring your team, like project management and, 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 and good managing skills and things like that. But these are the most important things, in my opinion, that you need to consider before you hire. Uh, if you're looking to get started with hiring, these are the things you need to pay attention to first. From there, yeah, look at the brass tack stuff, like your project management and your filing system and and how you're going to handle problems and, and promotion, or I'm sorry, uh, promotion schedule and and and, and trials and things like that. Yes, figure that stuff out too. But these are the three things that I really want you to pay attention to before you even get started considering hiring, okay? All right, thanks for listening. I will see you next time. And of course, I do hope to see you on Amy's webinar about webinars because it is a game changer, all right? Any questions, any links to anything I mentioned, thecceharris.com slash episode 207. I'll see you around, bye.